he wrote that to answer this question, we need to answer it, answer it from two perspectives. First is from the point of view of God. It would mean that what caused God to create or what caused Allah to create us. While the 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 other point of view is from uh, from the human point of view. It would mean that the question is for what purpose did God create? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yamiddin. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the Barkah Effect Podcast in our new segment of the podcast, Book Reviews. MashaAllah. So, brothers and sisters, the purpose of us having this session of the book review is to have to inculcate and revive that spirit of reading within our ummah, inshaAllah. So, as we all know with the, with the event of all these digital tools today, social media, YouTube, all these streaming services, all these quick modes of gratification, the hobby of reading is kind of dying. But the thing is, right, The it, that, that spirit of reading wasn't really great to begin with in the first place, even before the advent of all these digital tools, right? So even while we were growing up, this, this, this wasn't so great. And these days, it's even worse. So subhanAllah. And I remember just a few years ago, our government launched this uh, nationwide campaign labeled hashtag Malaysia Membaca. So the idea was supposedly to make what the Malaysia as a reading nation by 2030, yeah? <laughs> inshallah. inshallah. So, yeah, yeah. So we try our best, inshallah, to, to contribute to this. Uh, just to share as well, back in 2020, during the pandemic, uh, when, when I was in the project division that the, of the organization that I was working for, they launched this book club. And it was and, and they had this open platform where all of us could share reviews of our favorite books every month. So, uh, mashallah, I found it really, really beneficial. It was very inspiring for me to keep reading as well. So what I would do is I would make it a point that every gathering, I would share one book at least, <laughs> just, to, just to push myself to start reading. So I thought, hey, mashallah, wouldn't it be great now that we have this platform called the Barakah Effect, Pod, Barakah Effect Podcast? Why don't we revive that spirit here, inshallah? Yeah? So that's the spirit of this book review, inshallah. So the very first book that we'll be reviewing for our book review for this week is this book, The Purpose of Creation by Dr. Abu Aminah Bilal Phillips. Right, so the Barakah Effect team member who selected this book was actually Brother Aziz. MashaAllah. So, Masha Brother Aziz, why don't you tell us more about this selection? So, I'll pass this book to you. Huh? Here you go. Bismillah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. The purpose of creation. So, the reason that I, I chose this book is everyone at some point, right, will, will of course, um, will wonder or will question himself that why do I exist? Or for what purpose am I here on earth or in this world? So if you have not wondered, you should start questioning now, right? Mm. So because, and then um, I remember when I, I bought this book more than, I think it is more than 10, 10 years ago. I think it's 11, 12 years ago. This is one of the first book that I've read. Alhamdulillah, it is 20, 20, uh, 74, 74 pages only. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. It's easy read, very concise. And I think it's 
it's meant to for for non-Muslim reader. Even you you don't have a basic Islamic knowledge, you can read the book. And there was the the time I was unsure about the uh, the purpose of life. The question that is playing in my in my mind was, why did Allah create me? You know, even a Muslim also ask this question, and even Muslims, you can ask anyone. They they would they would have a struggle with answer. Huh? Yeah, struggle to with the answer. So. Why did Allah create us? What is the purpose of creating humans, the earth, the universe? Why this much? Why there are so much suffering in this world? Mm. Why does life have to be unjust? And we have also science always have the answer to the how, how things happen, right? How does the rainfall? How does the sun rises? How does the plant grow into a tree and bear fruits? But however. Science doesn't answer the question of why we all exist. So without knowing the purpose of creation, we are at loss, right? We are we are lost. Are we created just to eat, drink, or and procreate? <laughs> if so, I think we are no different from animals because animals don't even bother plants, to even plants. Yeah? <laughs> True, <laughs> because animals or plants, I think they don't bother to ask such question. So we also have philosophers that say that we are product of luck, pure, pure chance or pure luck, and we have religions that speak about this matter in ambiguous way. So Alhamdulillah, Doctor Abu Aminah Bila Phillips wrote this book very concise. Yeah. So just to add to the intro, mashallah. So when Aziz first nominated this book, I was thinking to myself, oh, why does this book seem so familiar? They immediately look at this bookshelf, this same bookshelf, and I say, hey, wait a minute. I got this book as well. So, mashallah, I read it uh, about the same time as Aziz as well, about 2009. And actually, I just noticed today that the price tag here is in Saudi Riyals. So, <laughs> I just realized that it was actually something I bought during one of our Umrah trips, actually. So, mashallah. And uh, yeah, actually, as Aziz says, I, I, I think it's a really good book. It's very concise. It's about the main content itself is only 70 pages and it's not a very big book, right? So actually, you can mm-hmm. finish reading within a few sittings. So I actually started rereading it a few a few days ago because uh, Aziz nominated this book. So yeah, just just a side note as well as we're recording this, my wife just delivered our second child, mashallah. So alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, amin, amin, amin. So yeah, while I was accompanying my wife at the hospital uh, after delivering our child. So yeah, I actually started reading this book and I can finish within two days, mashallah. So, <laughs> so just a bit of very, very brief intro about this book. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's very concise and it's originally written in English and it's a modern writing. It's published in 2006, this, at least this version that I have. Huh? And so it's, it's, a, it's a very modern kind of approach, uh, but it actually has a very unique style to it. So it has a very modern flair, which makes it very accessible, as, as you said. So people who have very basic existential questions like this, uh, this book provides some really like very straight to the point question uh, answers, yeah. no nonsense stuff. Like they have, uh, he he brings in the evidences straight to the point and move on to the next point. He doesn't waffle on about philosophy or opinions and all these things. That doesn't romanticize. People tend to romanticize on, on points here. That, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, he doesn't <laughs> romanticize on it. That's right. So actually, on one hand, it's kind of modern in an accessible way where people of 21st century can understand. On the other hand, it's it's very traditional in a sense where it has this like, you know, that classical Muslim scholar approach whereby you make one point and then Dalil. Make one point, Ayat Quran. Yeah. Make one point, Hadith. True, true. 
So it's very like, wow, this is very firm stuff, you know. There's yeah. no room for like, yeah. uh, but then I heard this author say this. There's no, there's no chance if you think like, oh, mashallah, okay. <laughs> this, okay, this gets it in line. Yeah, so I, I have think no choice to agree. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, the evidence is the the, the, the yeah. is right in front of you here. And actually, just a side note as well. I, for me, generally speaking, like, uh, if people want to learn religion or deen at the very first thing. If let's say they don't have much religious foundation, like as he's saying, even Muslims today they don't have the the answers to these basic questions. Mm-hmm. I actually normally I would recommend these kind of modern books first before they go to the classical books like Akida Tahawiya because they were written in Arabic and at that point of time. So you need a teacher to explain to you. But with mm-hmm. books like this, you can actually read it by yourself, yeah. do do some self contemplation and come to some very strong conclusions by yourself. And like, oh, okay, you can you can make some adjustments to your life. So I think this is just my uh, general thoughts about the, the 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 book as a whole. Okay, mashallah. So uh, maybe Brother Aziz just uh, maybe can share to us a bit about who's this author, Doctor Abu Amina Bilal Phillips. Yeah, I I read from Wikipedia. He was born in Kingston, Jamaica. So he was raised, um, he was raised a Christian. Uh, and he converted is uh, to Islam in 1970s if i'm not mistaken 1970s he received he his graduate degree from Islamic University of Medina oh same as our our brother here Shahmi and have his master in aqidah Islamic uh, theology from King Saud University in Riyadh and he Got his uh, his PhD from University of Wales, and the the PhD thesis is exorcism in Islam, Allah. And he founded the Islamic Online University in Qatar in two thousand one. I think Brother Faisal is one of the student, right? Yeah. And now it is called International Open University. Allah, may Allah preserve our Sheikh and. Bless him, inshallah. I mean, just a few uh, side mm. points about Doctor uh, Doctor Bilal Phillips. So, mm-hmm. number one, actually, he spent quite a quite an uh, amount of time in Malaysia in his childhood. Actually, yeah, yeah, in Sabah, right? Sabah, that's right. But uh, mm-hmm. when he was living in Sabah, he was not yet a Muslim. So, he's mm. actually in a band, if I'm not mistaken, at the time he was actually playing music at the time. He was a musician, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, another side oh. point about Dr. Bilal Felix Washer is interesting. He's actually the same batch because during his time, there were not many people from the West who studied at Medina University. So mm-hmm. uh, some notable exception, some notable people who studied with him in his batch was, have you heard the name Abdullah Hakim Quick? Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah I think his yeah. colleagues. I think they are the same. I think they're classmates if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, mashallah, Dr. Bilal Phillips, uh, yes, as you said, uh, we, we studied uh, at the IOU. They still call it IOU, even though initially it was Islamic Online University. Now they call it International Open University. And so, mashallah, the, the more you study about his works, the more, mashallah, it's really, really amazing. He covers a lot of different subjects, all the way from Arabic, yeah. Subhanallah, Arabic, Hadith, Fiqh, Aqidah, like, subhanallah. Tafsir. Tafsir, exactly. Mashallah. And amazingly, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but he actually has a lot of books which he has not like, not yet published. He has full written manuscripts that you will read in his in his uh, courses that he's never published mm. yet. And he has reasons why he doesn't publish it, but it's actually complete. And you're like, subhanAllah, this is awesome books, but he doesn't publish it yet. <laughs> mashallah. Mm. Yeah, so just a few side notes about Dr. Bilal, mashallah. Okay, so 
Yep. Uh, so brother, is maybe just uh, share with us some takeaway points from this book that you find particularly useful that you want to highlight to the listeners. Uh, Bismillah. So before I start, just uh, some intro, uh, continue my intro just now. And we have some people that doesn't bother or maybe just try to neglect this question about what is the purpose of our creation. They just live their life follow, following the flow of life. However, as I said just now, it is critical for human being to know the answer. So inshallah, in this book, it is written clearly in detail, but in short and concise. And we have philosophers that say that we are merely product of chance or pure luck. And we have religions that speak about it in ambiguous way. And I love what uh, Dr. Bila Phillips, he, he wrote in this book, uh, in I think in page 17. He said that God is not the author of confusion, nor does he wish difficulty to mankind. Mm -hmm. So he should have this, uh, how do you say, give guidance to a human. What is the purpose of, of uh, a human life? So... For this book review, I wanted to share three main points. I would say it woke me up uh, from my ignorance that time. First, of course, the answer to the question, what is the purpose of creation? Inshallah, Dr. Abu Aminah answer it in this book. I would say this repeat, repeatedly so clear that after reading it, you feel as if you have eaten delicious food and feel satisfied with it. When I finished the book, I was like, Oh, what was that? <laughs> I never I never get that kind of explanation, subhanAllah. He wrote that to answer this question, we need to answer it, answer it from two perspectives. First is from the point of view of God. It would mean that what caused God to create or what caused Allah to create us? While the 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 other point of view is from uh, from the human point of view it would mean that the question is for what purpose did god create so first what caused allah to create us and the universe Allah. i never asked this kind of question i even didn't know we should think about it even from about both it. perspectives right from mm -hmm. god point of view and human point of view so fundamentally, Allah created the universe in order to manifest His attributes. So one of His uh, attributes is Al-Khaliq, the Creator. If you think, right, if you, if you claim that you're a writer, if you don't write, you're not a writer. Mm -hmm. So a Creator who does not create is something, is a contradiction, right? So creating is unique to God alone. So some may say that human also create. Human create cars, handphone, TV, right? What what was a microphone? But actually, human they just uh, manipulate or modify what has been created by Allah, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like combination of metal, water, everything, right? But only God create things from nothing. And I I also have uh have this question: Why did Allah create paradise? Why did He create hell? So the purpose is that. Allah created paradise is to manifest Allah's mercy and grace. If, he's, if, he, if he didn't create paradise or hell, how would we know he is mercy? How, how would he manifest his justice? And he also created human uh, have the tendency to, to do error, to show that uh, he can forgive um, human. Just like what happened uh, for uh, Adam, and, uh, Adam and Hawa, right? We, we learn from there how to repent. So he showed his forgiveness to human. 
And it is important of knowing that creation is means by which Allah manifests His attributes. Is that human being can correctly recognize Allah and accept His decree and read the destination. So all of these are explained in detail in the book in only 12 pages. So how <laughs> I think <laughs> this is a very heavy question actually, yeah, right? That's true. That's true. Right, but yeah. he successfully explained it in 12 pages. I think anyone who haven't read the book or have this kind of question, they're boggling in their mind. Seriously, you need to read this book. And one more point I want to add regarding, regarding this is that we all need to re re reflect on the reality that humans are actually not the greatest creation that Allah have created. As Allah mentioned in Surah Ghafir, verse uh, 57, I just read the meaning. Indeed, the creation of heavens and earth is greater than the creation of mankind, but most mankind do not know it. And we are amazed by the photo showed by the James Webb, uh, the NASA new telescope, right? Looking at those photos, we, we can see that humans are actually less complex than the universe in which we live in. SubhanAllah. Mm. Did you did, did you guys saw saw that photos? Yeah, yeah. MashaAllah. Yeah. Oh, no, actually. You're look it up, huh? You oh, should yeah, yeah. You should Google it now. <laughs> okay, okay. So before I before I move to the, the second point, do you have anything to add up? Yeah, mashallah. Actually, it's a really good point. A lot of these very strong existential questions answered within 12 pages. Just shows how concise the author is. And I just wanted to share a bit about the, the conciseness of this. Actually, the chapters are very straightforward. If you take out the intro and the conclusion, it's only four chapters. One chapter is called Why Did God Create? Chapter two is Why Did God Create Mankind? Chapter three is Why Did God Create Mankind on Earth? On Earth. Number four is Why Did God Create the World? Like, oh, like very straightforward, powerful questions, right? And I think one of the things that for me just to, to share, I, I found very interesting is that the way he shapes the introduction so the way he shapes the introduction is that this question about why do I exist? Uh, so I quote from the book. He says, it's not a topic for human speculation because human guesswork mm, cannot possibly produce the whole truth in this matter. So actually, uh, within these two pages, so he talks about like, okay, you know, basically human beings, we're always so subjective. We always change our minds. And then, you know, the crowd says this, we'll go this. And then a few years down the road, what we say is wrong. And then it becomes right and vice versa, right? So yeah. by doing this, he actually discounts all the modern philosophies that, that are, don't have any scriptures. So there's a conciseness to the way Dr. Bilal says it. Like, I don't want to waste time refuting all these uh, modern philosophies, all these uh, secular and liberal mindsets. Okay, let's just move on. Let's talk about scripture now. So that there's there's a way that he does it. You know, that's a systematic approach. Okay, now that he's discounted, uh, he's discounted uh, philosophy, then he talks about scripture. And it's interesting how he talks about other scriptures. He doesn't go into like a very detailed comparative religion kind of approach. So he just talks yeah. about generally how the Judeo-Christian scriptures approach it and how the Hindus approach it and the topic of incarnation of God. And it's interesting to note that he, he summarizes things so well and basically uh, all of these things within those two references are answered within like seven pages, six and a half pages, mashallah. Very, very concise. And yeah. the bottom line is this, even though they go on and on about their mythologies and about their, mm. their rules and all this, but they never clear-cut give an answer. What is the purpose of your, what is the purpose of your life as a human being? Yeah. So I, I think mm. that's quite profound, right? I mean, 
Masha'Allah, like being being as a whole, right? You ah. may you may have the your per your purpose, your personal purpose. You right. you are an engineer. You you work like this, but as a whole, as a as whole, your, yeah. as a life, right? And maybe some some other ideologies or faith they do give a purpose in life, but it's sometimes self contradicting. For instance, say that mm-hmm. for your purpose in life is to believe that this particular person is is a creation, if a is a manifestation of God whatsoever. You got to believe yeah. in him, but for you to 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 receive all the the perks of the afterlife but then again you have other people who do completely do not believe in that and they still say that these people can get the the highest rewards in the afterlife so it's like a, what was it yeah. <laughs> contradicting yeah so he speaks about this concept as well about the idea about god sending his only son uh, to to uh, because of the sins of man right but he just speaks about the the uh, the unsustainability of this concept and then it just let's yeah. it like that's uh, that doesn't that, that that's not rational so just to tie this back to one of the episode that we we did recently right is islam rational so mashallah yeah. like uh, a lot of those a lot, lot of the same points are actually made in the book as well mm-hmm. perhaps i think the 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 the, the viewpoint of of, of, uh, of of him being a revert yeah makes his writing a bit more uh, very much a uh, relevant i mean the topics uh, tied up and and connect more flu- uh, more fluently yeah, yeah from one from one mm-hmm. topic to the next topic yeah yeah maybe yeah, mm-hmm. yeah true maybe yeah. his his journey in discovering uh, islam yeah maybe helps a lot in, in this in this yeah. writing of this book and even if if you are born muslim i think it's hard to find the uh, people to ask this question to the sheikh or the ustaz alhamdulillah i found this book okay we move to the second point from the human point of view the question For what purpose did God create? Or other question is, why did Allah create me, create us, human? So this question is answered without any ambiguity in the in the Quran. It's just straightforward. In Surah Az-Zariyat, verse 56, Allah mentioned, "Wama khalaqul jin wal ins I have not created the jin and humankind except for worship me. Just straightforward. And in case uh, anyone wonder why Allah mentioned jinn first, it's because Allah created the jinn before human. That's what um, I heard from Dr. Bilal Philip lecture about this book. Forgot to mention, every time Dr. Bilal Philip write a book, you will surely find it in YouTube. Oh, he <laughs> That's always... the best thing about his book. Okay, mashallah. Yeah. So it is important that We know the purpose that uh, the purpose we are created to worship Allah, and remember that Allah is not in need of our worship. I remember a long time ago. I can't remember which movie. In that movie, there's a in the I think it's like a Greek Greek gods movie. The god or the goddess loses his or her power because the worshipper is decreased. Oh. So he is only powerful oh. if he have many worshipper, right? I think it's the story of Zeus or some 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 kind of that kind of story. Subhanallah. Allah is Allah is far from from this imperfection, right? We should not think like that. Subhanallah. And what I think about the book is, if I may add, inshallah, um, you know, the, the book is so relevant, especially in this day and age, because because simply our child, our our children, you know, the the the, the youngsters of this generation, they are bombarded with all these. No entertainment from left, right, you know, front and center. You have this new, new, new. Uh, how do you say this? The stylized superhero that they 
because mm. I, I'm saying this, I'm only saying this because uh, I used to really enjoy the superhero movies, you know. So they have superheroes that have the power of God. Well, he has to be that. For for instance, you know, th- there's a recent movie about. I think it's Thor, you know, the, the 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 son of Odin. In that movie, they show that they have this concept of, you know, there are few different gods. You know, they meet each other, they meet each other, and then they show, you know, who's the who's the strongest and all these things, right? Subconsciously, this can plant the idea in in our generations head, in, in in people's heads that this is what God is. You know, whether they like it or not, somehow they will. It 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 may it may affect them in this you know in in this manner. So this is very dangerous. So when inshallah, um, where we read these kind of books, you know, you know, this is this is the first step towards learning who is really our God, who is the creator, who is the real creator. And by Allah, when you read this book, because I've read this book before, although I don't remember all the points, but what uh, what Brother Aziz and Brother Faisal, you know, I shared, you know, it sparked some of the, uh, you know, some of the feelings that I, you know, I've, I, I still remember when I was reading the book, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah. It made me feel at ease. It made me feel calm. I was feeling this peace that I never have before, before I read the book, you know. This is, you know, at least you will re- you will have this, you know, when you see all this, uh, subhanAllah, it's like, a, it's like uh, in, in Arabic, they call it Ghazwatul Fikriya or uh, the war of the war of the, the war of the thinking, right? Thoughts. What, what, what's the, what's the proper, pro- proper term for it? I, I forgot, but yeah. this has been ongoing for, you know, for many, many hundreds of years ago until now it has become more advanced. You know, we have these things everywhere, yeah. literally everywhere in your phones, in the TV, you have Netflix, you have these Marvel movies coming out, you know, every now and then, right? And people are telling telling other others to go and watch it. You know, they they watch the reviews of, and then they they hype these things up. What what is eventually I what what I think, if people don't have some kind of an intervention by, you know, by the very least, like uh, have this book maybe uh, teach this book this book taught to the public, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, things may may go far worse than what what we are experiencing right now. So, so that is why I um, I would say to, to to those who are listening to this, I would highly recommend the book, and I would highly recommend you to read it once, twice, or thrice, and then try to share the important points because the the points, like Brother Aziz said, it's very concise. You share it to the people that around you, the, the people that you love, your friends, your family, right? So, inshallah, this may, at the very least, you will get, you know, points. You will get ajr for, for the efforts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he ordered us to try our very best to protect our family members. So, that's what uh, I have to add, inshallah, with regards to the book. Uh, just to add, if not a single human worship Allah, it won't, it won't, it would not diminish his glory in any way. If all mankind worship him, it would not increase his glory in any way. And God is perfect. Because some no, no. S- some philosophers may say we are created to worship Allah. So Allah need us to worship him. No, it, it's human that need uh, to worship Allah. And one thing I remember, I have a conversation with a friend. Before I read this book, it was like, uh, it was in school, I think. I remember a friend argue that why our prophet asked for discount to pray 50, di- 50 times a day? to five times a day. Because our our Ustaz said that we are created to worship Allah. So we should busy ourselves to, to worship. Right? So as a layman that time, I I, I was I was quite confused. Mm. So I always thought that uh, Ibadah is only an act of worship. The action only. Praying, fasting. And 
even the definition in English, worship is defined as the performance of devotion, devotional acts in honor of a deity. So it's it's only ties to uh, the action. However, in Arabic, worship is called ibadah and closely related to, to the noun in Arabic also abd, meaning a slave. It's like my name, Abdul Aziz, like the slave of uh, Al-Aziz. So a slave is one who expected to do whatever the master wills. This book actually clarified the confusion that I have um, about worship. So I thought that worship is praying, fasting, just do zakah. Okay, that's all. Mm. But Allah asked us to worship Him 24-7 for uh, uh, the day we're born and the day we 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 die, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's a very good point. So in the chapter, Why Did God Create Mankind? Mm-hmm. So the author, Dr. Bilal, he, he irons this out, this concept. But what is worship? Why do we need to worship? And then how actually... Mm-hmm all the acts that we have in our day-to-day lives actually can be a worship of Allah with the right intention and the right approach. So that changes the paradigm. So once you know the how expensive this idea of ibadah is, you can turn your mundane day-to-day life daily tasks into actually something that pleases Allah. And so that's mm-hmm. what, where you understand your day-to-day. And, and so actually this like lifted a hijab for me when I first knew about this concept. Like, mashallah. <laughs> Like the 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 things like you know, drinking water, eating food, you know, uh, sleeping. helping out, sleeping exactly, yeah. helping out the house chores. All of this is ibadah, huh? Oh wow, this is this is this is wow, this is amazing. So then that ayah of uh, I did not create man, jinn and man except to worship me. Then it make perfect sense because like Aziz as well, I was wondering the same thing. If if our purpose in life is to worship all, then what am I doing? Like uh, working and you know like. Uh, this is, this is mm. nothing to do with work. Uh, nothing to do with worship, right? Nothing worship, to do with fulfilling yeah. that purpose. Does that mean that eight hours a day, I don't worship Allah? And then just those few times, I flick a, flip a switch. Ah, it turns out with the right intention, everything can become worship 24-7. Inshallah. MashaAllah. Yeah, I mentioned the, the definition of worship in I, Arabic. I don't think no, I right. said it here. No, I don't think yeah. so. Worship according to Sharia is obedient submission to the will of Allah. And worship in Islam, Worship must fulfill two basic conditions. This is very important. The, the first condition is the act of worship or your worship must be done sincerely for the pleasure of Allah. Meaning that we do not hope for praise from people, that uh, the believer also has to be conscious of Allah while doing the deed. And the second condition is that that act must be accordance with the prophetic way. The messenger of Allah, Muhammad Wasallam, guides the believer to the straight path. So relating to this, so worshipping Allah is not what we think is good. We need to we need to have these two conditions. Mm. It must be sincere for Allah and it must accordance to the, the prophetic way. In the book, uh, he, he also mentioned this hadith that Ibn Mas'ud reported that uh, the Prophet Wasallam drew a line in the sand with his hand. And he said, this is the straight path of Allah. And, and then the, the Prophet uh, drew line right and left and he said, these are the other path, and there is no path among them, but that a uh, devil is upon the calling of its way. Then the Prophet uh, recited the verse, Verily, this is the straight path, so follow it and do not follow other ways. 
So after this, after after this concept, any acts of friendship that are introduced by a friend or ustaz, I would re- I would have to check check the where where's the where's the dalil? Is it is it true? Is it not? Is it a tradition or just uh, just the just an opinion of someone? It make it makes me how to say hati hati. Cautious, cautious. Uh, it, it makes me more cautious. Mm. To do uh, the act of worship, it is claimed to have a, a reward from you. Allah. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, I just want to add because I didn't I didn't read this book. But I just had a, I had a preparation to go through the the the, the main headings. Yeah, and mashallah, what the first impression I got from from it yeah is like a, it gives the point in a very structured ma- in this very structured manner. Yeah, so mm. meaning your 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 logical thinking is oh is 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 uh, there's a there's a base. There is a foundation, a ground that that you can always step on. So it doesn't require like a leap of faith to before you go to the next the next uh, topic, yeah, the next the next chapter. So it's, yeah. it's like is that like if you're in a in a, in a junction, yeah, whether to okay, uh, uh, which one is more logical, which one is more rel- uh, 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 rational? Should I is there a supreme is it is it is there a supreme being or is, is it doesn't that or is that doesn't exist? So it, it gives you like a like a very structured um, uh, discussion point that that leads you okay it's going to be logical to say that something of this of of uh, that that created this 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 uh, this uh, this magnificent uh, universe yeah and then and then he he keeps and he tells like the uh, the, the 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 attributes of, of this supreme being which is allah like how 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 great it is and then makes you feel humble make you feel really like a uh, how uh, uh, how small we are as, as human beings, eh? and, and and human beings we are people who are who do not who 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 always look upon people who are better than us, things which are better than us. We don't look to things which are lower than us, and 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 that gives us like a a, a a natural instinct that we should look up upon upon this, this supreme being, like uh, submit ourselves, uh, humble ourselves to him, yeah? and and that where the comes like how do we humble ourselves to him is by the acts of worship. A very structured approach, but I I just flip through to the to the headings and I said, Mashallah, it's so structured. It's a I don't have to like a, it's not it's not rocket science. I don't have to really crack my brain. I don't have to have a leap of faith to 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 actually go through from one chapter to the next chapter. That's just my my yeah, just me flipping through the through through the the the, the headings yeah. Mm, mashallah. Yeah, maybe just to share one of the highlights for me in this book is this chapter called Why Did God Create Mankind on Earth. It's about 17 pages long. It's not very long. Uh, but actually, the whole purpose of this chapter, okay, the basic premise of the chapter is, is Dr. Bilal Phillips is highlighting that the purpose of the creation of human beings in this world is to test their conduct. And so actually, this whole chapter is dedicated that to, about the idea that this world is a test. So actually, by dedicating this chapter, it answers a lot of shubahat, a lot of doubts that people have about things like, Oh, if God is all so merciful and all forgiving, why is there evil in this world? Why is there? Why did God create the devil? Why did God create the hellfire? And I think you know the the, the way he does it is very simple. He doesn't bring out all these modern arguments. He just goes straight to the point. Why does all? Why does why does Allah? Why does God give these tests? So he breaks it down into very mm-hmm. simple like bullet points. Right? It's for it's for spiritual growth. Right? The more tests you have, the more you grow spiritually. Number one, what what's the wisdom behind test? Is to make is to test who is more generous and who are the who are those who are thankful and contented. And then he te- he goes on and he explains further all these tests about, for example, uh, he wants to reveal who are those who are patient 
anyone can say mm. was their patient, right? But it's only through yeah. the tests, through the calamities that Allah truly demonstrates, ah, this guy is a real patient guy, not just a lip service, right? And then also Allah wants us to train, to have hope. Because by having this kind of difficult situations, that's how you prove to Allah that you have hope in Him because hope is also an act of worship, right? So, mm. and then also, what's the wisdom of test is to expose who are the hypocrites, who are those who just claim that they have iman, right? Also, a test can be a form of reminder. Also, at the same time, finally, it's punishment. So, some people, they might get punished in this world because of the test and that's the way that Allah wants to bring them back to the right path. And to me, understanding this basic concept of what's the wisdom behind trials and tribulations and calamities, to me, I feel that this is a subject that we have to teach every single one of our youth. They need to mm. understand this concept before they approach the world, before they go to the dunya mm. and see the harsh reality of life, getting backstabbed or getting meeting all these difficult people in life. They need to understand why is Allah doing this to me? Es right? Especially in this, in this time, right? Yes, especially in this time where people no longer have moral values, right? Today, people are all about liberties and choices and all these things, right? So now for mm -hmm. us as Muslims, when you read these basic concepts, you're like, okay, I think I know, I can understand life. It's not going to be easy per se, but I can understand why it's going on. I can understand and I can appreciate why Allah is doing this for, for the wisdom that I don't know yet. So it, it, it keeps mm -hmm. your heart at ease. And I feel that this is a basic life tools that just this 17-page chapter, I think all of our youth need to learn this. Inshallah, life will yeah. make much more sense, inshallah. <laughs> true, true. This is actually the 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 the, the subject of uh, we will be tested. Is actually my my last point for for this book. Oh, is it okay? We, yeah, <laughs> okay. we will surely be tested in this world. Before I read this book, I also wonder why Muslim always been oppressed. Why does bad things always happen? To the good mm, people, the right? People, we always yeah. hear this. And one more thing, uh, why is the most richest man in the world is not Muslim? People always uh, ask this also. Which are, what, like, do you think that uh, the rich person is evidence that Islam or non-Islam is true? This this kind of thing uh, is should we, we should not think, right? Right. So, for my last point, what give impact to me about this book is that I just realized that Allah created us to test us. As mentioned in as mentioned by Allah in Surah Al Mulk verse two, it is He who created death and life to test which of you is best in conduct, and He is the mighty and forgiving. And before I read this book, it is I think I got confused, like I I just mentioned just now why Muslim was been oppressed and why does bad thing happen to good good people and actually this book opened the hijab for me. The purpose of creation of human being in this world is to test the faith of a person. So people say, why should why would Allah want to test us? Uh, I, I heard uh, Dr. Bila Philip in one of his lecture, his answer to to, to one of the, the, the question is that, why not? He's the creator, <laughs> right? He's Allah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the the test serve two basic purpose that mentioned by uh, Brother Faisal Jannah is number one is uh, human spiritual growth and punishment and reward. Test and calamity actually help to increase the spiritual growth of a believer. If you're not test, tested, how would you know you can bear the, the test, right? bear any, any calamities? Or how do you know you are strong? or you are weak. And we, we know that there are many wisdom behind every test. We are, for me, I'm, I think I'm 36 years old. 
when I look back in my life, we have tests after test after test. When I look back, oh, uh, we can see some wisdom uh, from that, from from the test. But most of it, we we don't know. But Allah knows, right? The first time I heard this hadith, oh, this this hadith really feel relief. I, I would like to read this hadith. It is uh, from Shuhaib ibn Sinan related that the Prophet sallallahu said. The affair of the believer is amazing. Rasulullah sallallahu said, the affair of the believer is amazing. The whole life of his life is beneficial and that is only the case of a believer. When the, when good times come to him, he is thankful and it is good for him. And when bad time befalls him, he is patient and it is also good for him. SubhanAllah. Yeah. I, when I first time read this, I think my, my tears flow. During that time, subhanAllah. I so, remember reading yep. this book around the same time that I read the book Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And one of the habits of that book was think win-win. Remember that, that one? That, that principle, mm-hmm. right? And I yeah. remember, then when I read this hadith, I'm like, wow. <laughs> this is the most think win-win that you can get, you know? Everything mm-hmm. is good, right? When something bad happens, you're patient, something good, you're, you're shukur. But in that book, it doesn't ground, like, why, why do you think win-win, right? There's no basis for the win-win. Like, just... Be optimistic. Yeah. But here you have the, the grounds of your optimism is in Allah. Which is the, the best form of like, oh, this is 100% reliable and never going to let you down. Mm. But if you don't have this concept, sometimes life is going to let you down. How are you going to think win-win then, right? Yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, yeah just, just mm. interesting. This hadith like puts a lot of things into the, the right perspective. Perspective, yeah. Because um, if, if bad things happen, usually people complain, they are stressed and... Uh, multiple stress will lead to depression right if we if we know this reality we would we would feel relief subhanallah also tests and trials also expose hypocrite we will know ourselves when we are tested we we always for example a dai he always call people to good everything but what if the test is uh is tested to him would he be patient we have seen so many, even some scholars that we, we call scholars who who are not patient with the test, right? May Allah forgive them and make us steadfast in every test. So knowing this reality, the next time we are tested, instead of saying, why am I tested? The question <laughs> should be asked ourselves back is, what I mentioned just now is why not, right? Because Allah has made uh, it's clear that the purpose of creating mankind is to test them. Remember that we will not question Allah on the day of judgment. Instead, we will be questioned. That's really give me a sense of uh, wake up from this long dream that I yeah, dream of ignorance that I uh, been through. Mashallah, it's really good. Okay, so uh, any closing remarks um, on this book review, Brother okay. Ali's and the rest? Um, in summary, yeah, I think this is a must-read book. It is explained in simple language, concise, only 70, 74 pages. And the best thing about Dr. Bila Philip's uh, book is that if he wrote any book, you will surely find lectures online. You can find it in YouTube. You can explain so if you, his explanation yeah, if of his own writings. True. If yeah. you want to extend your knowledge regarding his writing, you can search it in online. And we as Muslim, we should feel grateful that we have a clear explain, explanation in the Quran and the teachings of our Prophet وسلم, on the purpose of life. I think without the knowledge of the purpose of creation, 
we will live wandering and aimless throughout life, right? Uh, may Allah guide us and make us from the people who fulfill our purpose of creation. I mean. I mean, actually, good, good side point, Aziz, that you mentioned that Dr. Bilal has this lecture, uh, his explanation of this book online. Because that's actually, actually one of the productivity tips that I would recommend to the listeners out there. If you're struggling or you want to start building a reading habit, one of the things you can do is lis- listen to the talk of the author himself. Because yeah. that, that means you don't have to te- technically read it by yourself, yeah. right? It yeah. actually yeah. kind of holds your hand while, you know, going through the points. And you can read it while mm-hmm. listening. Actually, I find that very beneficial. In fact, one of my favorite lectures are usually to do with like very extensive books. And Ustaz will explain them, right? So you actually go through the book with, uh, with guidance. So I, this is really, really good. Uh, that's the best way to learn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so, can't get any more uh, first-hand uh, book review than that. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the best, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I actually want to share some some summary and highlights as well. I think uh, for me, I think this is an excellent book for da'wah actually, and uh, not only for non-Muslims but even to fellow Muslims because, as as you said, right? Yeah. Because none none of us, a lot of us, we don't have very strong foundations in our deen. A lot of us, for example, in Malaysia, although we live in a majority Muslim country and some of it maybe even claim that we are so-called Muslim country, right? But our Islamic mm-hmm. education very rarely touches on this deep, you know, existential questions like purpose of creation, purpose of life. You know, we're kind of raised in this traditional Muslim environment, just kind of told you have to do this, religion is do's and don'ts, right? So it's regulations, yeah. restrictions. It doesn't really transcend or touch our hearts to think about, oh, what's accountability on an akhirah and those things, right? So... I think it's really good for us to get the touching, uh, to, to get a touch base on like where we're supposed to go, where we're headed. Especially as Shami said, we're living in a time where it's very, it's I would say it's a godless modern era where people are like in this era, like, oh, it's all about choice. It's all about freedom. It's all about you, you know? But actually, there's no fulfillment in this kind of life. You will come to a point where you realize that, oh man, life is so aimless. You'll find an emptiness there. So this book will put, uh, so the concepts in this book will put into perspective that Restrictions like this put a lot of meaning into your life. So this is why I really encourage like, oh, and it's actually quite easy to read. Uh, just by the side note as well, there actually are lots of uh, da'wah b- books out there that people give for da'wah. Uh, this is actually one of them. Have you seen this one? The, have you discovered its beauty? Uh, oh, no. By whom, sorry? Uh, this one is by Dr. Naji Ibrahim Arfaj. Uh, actually, uh, it's, a, it's a very simple one because a lot of pictures and quite big text. And it's actually very simple. It's supposed to be something that you can give out, you know? Yeah, so these, kind, these are the kind of kind of books that's useful for that. Uh, but I find that purpose of creation, is, it's very solid. Like, it, it touches the purpose straight away. And then, like, uh, as it says, it answers a lot of things that we are wondering in our modern thinking. Uh, some of the da'wah books that I've seen so far, they kind of mask it and say in, in, in a way that they don't show it's by Muslims. So one example is uh, by Abdurrahim Green. It's called The Man in the Red Underpants. Have you heard of oh, that book? I read, I read the book. Oh, you read the book? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah? The title is The Man in the Red Underpants by A.R. Green. What? So it sounds like, oh, you know, like non-Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it's actually Abdurrahim Green. Oh, mashallah. Could be like Albert or something green. <laughs> so, mashallah. So, but, but yeah, that one is like to kind of subverting your expectations. So you don't know what it's about. Then you read, oh, it's about, it's about religion. It makes you think and all these things. But this book is very clearly written by a Muslim author. In fact, the publisher is Islamic International Islamic Publishing Publishing House. So it makes no, like, it's a very straightforward, <laughs> definitely Muslim book, right? Definitely mm-hmm. Muslim sources. And yeah, mashallah, it's, a, it's, very, it's very good lah for me. I think 
something easy to pass for people to get grounded in these basics lah. You really got many many good good reviews in uh, Goodreads also. You can search. Oh, is it? Oh, mashallah. Yeah, yeah. for this book. And I think just a side note as well. Uh, if you study with Dr. Bilal, you know that he has extensive knowledge in many, many Islamic areas, right? And yet the way he mm. writes this book is like very selective. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, like, uh, how to say this? Huh? He doesn't flex his muscles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, he knows a lot of things, but oh, we just choose the selected ones to fulfill this purpose. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I find there's a lot of wisdom in the way he selects the points. Actually, that shows the, 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 the level of knowledge that he has, the, the, the deep level of knowledge he has because mm. he simplifies his points. Yes, correct. Mashallah. A lot of restraint. Yeah, mashallah. So Alhamdulillah, uh, with that, we conclude our very first book review on the purpose of creation by Dr. Bilal Phillips. So I hope this session has been useful to give you some sort of a taster and to motivate you to read the book, buy the book, uh, and also to perhaps even list, start listening to the lecture and follow the readings closely and give you some idea and some inspiration about something that you can give to somebody else as a gift to inspire them to think about these deep questions to maybe change the course of his life just like how, alhamdulillah, it changed the course of Aziz's life. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Perhaps also mine. MashaAllah. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah. So may Allah Azza wa Jalla. Actually, you can get the, get the ebook free purposeofcreation.org Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, mashallah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just knew that now. <laughs> purposeofcreation.org yeah? I, okay. I got mine from kalamullah.com <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, I may open the can of worms. Eh? You can get a lot of really good worms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mashallah. Okay, so with that, we, we end uh, our first one, inshallah. So may Allah Azza wa Jal put barakah in everything that has been shared today. We'll see you in the next session, inshallah, with the barakah effect. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Wa nashadu an la ilaha ila anta. Wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.